Yo, what's up? Welcome, as always, to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people on the internet and then post it on the internet. This one is late. This is so late. Everything's late. I'm so backed up. I'm so behind. I'm backed up on a physical, spiritual, emotional path of progress and every other type. It's not that bad. Nothing, nothing terrible. I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm honestly great. Actually, I'm going to like, I'll put in a clip at the end of this. I was just talking to Thrash. We were making vampire characters, but I, I was talking to him about how great I feel about all of the plants I'm growing and all of the things going on around here and how great I feel about it being June and uh, how I've been way too high all day um, as a result of it, which does contribute to the fact that all of this is late, but uh, I do always talk about catching up. I've been talking about catching up a little more, but we are gonna, we're going to catch up. We are going to fill out this season um, and uh, got a lot of stuff coming up, uh, but this really was like a week and a half ago that we recorded this. I can't believe uh, sort of how backed up I am, but, uh, we're gonna, I gotta get some stuff out so that I can keep talking to people and not have it get super backed up. Uh, after this, the next episode, we're gonna be talking to Michelle again about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and, uh, I just watched Nightmare on Elm Street 4 last night, and it was wacky, but I don't, I can't believe I'm even saying this. I don't think I've posted a podcast with our conversation about 3, The Dream Warriors. I haven't. I'll be posting that one next. And then... Clan Book Zamish with Saint and really all a lot of and really a lot of my productivity these past weeks has had to do with a sudden blooming and exploding obsession with Vampire the Masquerade. Like I've I've said me and Saint are running games now. Uh I think about Vampire the Masquerade all day. It's very exciting. Come to our Discord and talk about Vampire the Masquerade with us, maybe even play. I was just making a character with my friend Thrash, who, by the way, uh, yeah, maybe I'll throw in some Thrash music right now. I'll see what I have, but uh, check out Thrash Keishu on twitch.tv, and there will be a link in the episode description. Uh, today, wow, I haven't even mentioned that we are here to talk about the Eye of the World. I finished the Eye of the World. I finished a book. I'm so glad I took Twitter off of my phone and have been reading books. And now I'm going to like go on Twitter and be like, hey, come listen to my podcast. But you know what? Who cares? Fuck them. I like, um, wow, what was I talking about? The fact that, yeah, I, but I do, right? What is that bizarre? I feel like I haven't paid my dues by, by looking at everyone's bullshit on Twitter and occasionally saying something nasty to someone. And because I haven't been there, I have no right to go there and say, look at my podcast. But if you saw this link on Twitter... And you're listening to this podcast. I don't. I take it back. No, fuck you. Don't be. You know. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here. This is our final review of Eye of the World with Alex, one of my vampire players. Everything really is coming full circle to the 1990s. Time really does flow like a river, and history repeats himself. Himself. And uh, here's Alex. And uh, here's a tune by Thrash Keshu. I should be able to even like click right here and see. The name of this is uh this is a track called Great Brag Forward and then we'll talk to Alex. Thank you so much, Thrash. Everyone for listening. Everyone I'm really I'm feeling good. You can tell, right? I've been backed up, I'm flustered, but I'm feeling great. Let's talk about Eye of the World. Crazy fantasy novels, like in Walden books in the nineties. I loved the nineties. 
Well, thank you for joining me, Alex. No problem. For a final and complete review and overview of Eye of the World. What do you think? What do you think about Eye of the World, the novel? I love it so much. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) It is. It's, uh... The end... Like, it's pretty clear that it's not really the end, but it's also an end that you could settle with. Yeah. It was an end to that story, surely. Yes. You know, there's... It's not... The characters certainly have unknown... (laughs) There is not a... And they lived happily ever after, so... As long as nobody says that, there might be 14 more books. Did someone towards the end of this book, did Moraine say, I bet that sneaky Tom Marilyn isn't really dead. If I know Tom Marilyn, he's sneaking around somewhere. So even that is, that's the most non-standalone-ish thing about the ending, I think. Yeah. Someone going, I bet we're going to run into him again. But as one yeah. solid book, it certainly is one story. <laughs> it's episodic. There's a lot of little stories here. And it is very character driven. There are a lot of characters here as well. Yeah. And it does. Like, in some ways, the ending feels kind of rushed, but also, I feel like it, it's rushed in a good way okay that makes sense because it it kind of gives the urgency like once you once you get into the um the ways like sure it's already has that urgency and then like once you get to you know the borderlands it's like oh we're right there we have you know so it's a pace set by the action rather than you know the pace set by uh, necessity right sure like it doesn't feel like it was a rushed ending the ending just feels like it came very fast naturally because of the flow of the story yes i do feel like there is a rhythm to this book that really does pick up once everyone is, especially once they hit the ways. Once the party is together, this book takes off. So it does make, yeah, it makes sense rhythmically. And I also, I don't think that it was rushed more so than I feel like it was very sudden that inexperienced Rand suddenly could, you know, wield the one power with, Mm. with such precision to slay the great evil Shaitan whose name we do not say yes you know that the fact that the fact that he's suddenly that powerful in the end is I think it's more I noticed that more than I felt I felt like there I felt like his power could have been developed more but I don't feel like the ending was rushed I feel like Rand's development happened all of a sudden yeah, I mean, kind of, but also, like, it it did 
it wasn't so much um like a, a big development of powers as it was a kind of fever dream almost yeah it, it, feel to it where like uh because it, he went back over like all the things that happened where he was like oh shit that was me you know right so yes yeah a confirmation yeah, that and, he did the lightning striking yeah and like to the point that he that he did wrestle the control of the eye of the world from um i can't remember the forsaken that he that was guy Agonor, is it, yeah okay that i was about to say it's like in it's an Abraxas or, or uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. It was an A guy. I don't remember which one. I don't remember which one. I he think was it was. Actually. I think it was that one. I think it was the A. Agamor. Yeah. 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 So like, that was kind of just a straight up wrestling match almost to take control of it. So it's not so much a finesse thing or anything like that. And then once he takes control of it, um, I mean, we've been told already explicitly that men wielding the one power go crazy. Yes. So once he has that enormous, you know, font of the one power, he starts going a little crazy. So it, it's kind of, uh, in a very subtle way, like alluding to that, like, like he's not really in full control of himself. Things are just, like his, emotions are guiding what he's doing more or less yeah and um uh also kind of along those lines he's also just channeling this energy it's not that he's learned any skill and you know i did use the word precision before because he does focus it into a blade but like there is a lot of sense that this energy is just moving through him he is not even specifically that much in control of it so i mean really yeah, i mean it, like, even even just making it into a blade there's no reason that he needed to do that like he probably could have just like created a giant pillar of fire that killed you know <laughs> there's no reason that he couldn't have done that instead so the fact that it's you know that he did you know turn it into a sword just because he's thinking of you know being in a duel with the dark one and he's got a slice of, he's got a slice of cord yeah exactly so it it's very much in that way not not a um a control thing it's just an extension of his uh will i guess in a way sure that's a good way to put it i wonder uh never mind <laughs> Your wondering will be answered. No, it won't be. If that <laughs> makes sense to you, what I what I just wondered about is something that I'm not going to have answered for me because I'm okay. not going to watch the show oh, and see what they yeah. do in the end. I was saying, yeah. I wonder how they portray all of that in the final episode. If that's even where they end up, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna find out. And this is the last time. We'll talk about it because we're not going to watch the second season, right? I 
We're it's not so even a question we're to you. About halfway through book two, and then I'll be okay with you. No, watching I mean, okay. another episode at least of of the. But and you'll see why. You'll see why pretty early on in book two. Why why like it'll be okay. We did talk about it a little bit. The yeah. fact that Moraine said, you know, oh Matt needs to go to Tarvalon. Right. Yes. But and they're in Tarvalon, so it's like there's no. <laughs> Until Matt gets to Tarvalon, you shouldn't really continue the show because I don't know if they're going to show that, you know. If I don't want to, but I mean, if I don't want to watch the show, yeah. If, if I, I if I, I don't, don't mention it anymore and we both forget about it, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be watching it, or right, definitely or have not. you? Oh, definitely not. No, I'm okay. not going to. That's that's I'm, really I'm what I was asking. Curious, but. I also like I hate how badly they just ruined everything. So Yeah, I really I really wish that everything we talk about, I think to myself, I wonder how they're gonna do it in the show. Because it doesn't matter to me because I'm not watching it anymore. Because we're we're through with it. <laughs> so we've got a real you reached the point already, one book in, where you're like, man, they just did it so terribly. <laughs> it really, like, I just, yeah, it just, it, it you, just, you they, it's just, You can understand why man. I was so very frustrated by the first episode. It, and it, it is frustrating. It is frustrating. Yeah. We, and it's such a good, it's such a good book and, like, done so well to have, to have that level of disrespect for it just hurts like <laughs> i think that this is a really good book to spend some time with i like i really feel like it is episodic and it is rolling and it does like the pace it it, it it is a slow burning pace that really there's a few exciting things in the beginning but then there's sort of a long middle that slowly picks up and more and more strange things start happening until it just goes wild towards the end. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I was making a point there. But it is a good book. But the show, but the book is, yeah, the book's pretty good. So I'm going to stop. I will do everything I can to stop talking about the show. Because really, we're past it now. We're beyond it. I don't want to watch the end of season one. I have no interest in it anymore. And let's just, let's let's do a book. Let's do what we're here to do be a book club and talk about a book. I love it. I'm glad that I could cure you of, I guess the book, the book itself cured you of the desire to watch the show. <laughs> I mean, in a way, the, the, the few episodes of the middle of the season up to Tarvalon that I watched, it really was because of reading the book and being like, well, I'm curious to see what, how they treated some of this stuff, but it was so bizarrely compressed and the way that it, they went, straight to Tarvalon and the way that just you get it. Like I told you how it's like the dark tower where you get these things in the show that feel like pieces of connective material from the books, but you're not getting the story that that little tidbit of connected material connects to. <laughs> yeah. It's like nods. It's like Easter eggs instead of plot line. They're like, yeah. So let's not talk about it anymore. Agreed. We've got a fine fellowship of characters in this book. Nine of them. One might be dead. I guess Tom is Boromir. We're going to change... Oh! Tom was always Boromir. 
Okay. Tom was always Boromir. That's You're why right. I was, I, yeah. when you said that he was Boromir, I was like, <laughs> you know? Perfect. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, great. So all of them, yeah. Uh, yeah. So is, so what, so what do you think about Rand, Althor, the dragon reborn so far, I should say. Is he our hero? Does, is he our hero the whole time? Is he? I don't know. He, he might, might go mad and become the villain. Indeed. Boy, that would be terrible. He does He does have a certain gloom about him. He does reach for the void. I like that. Yes. I like the way the he reaches for the void. By Tam Althor. Yeah. And also alluded to by Lan. Oh, Lan says something about the void? Uh, when he's training them in weapons. <sighs> Way yes. back, okay. yep. Before they before they get to Barillon, I think, or after Barillon. Did did the Isle did the Islemen get angry because a king of Andor burned down a tree to make a throne? Not the king of Andor, the king of Kerhian. Yes, Rand is one of these slayers, revengers of a great tree. I love. I love people that have anything to do with a tree or a leaf or, yeah. you know, a Vendasara <laughs> is the, the great tree. Is that, is it, was it the tree? Was it the tree of life? Was it the tree of yes. the world? A comparison perhaps to the terrestrial Yggdrasil? Yes. Right. Yeah. You see that, you see that type of tree a lot. The in trefoil fantasy. leaf. Yeah. Sorry? The trefoil leaf. Ah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Which always made me think of either Canada or marijuana. <laughs> either way, you know. <laughs> Interesting. I pictured like a spiky type of holly leaf. But yeah, Canada. <laughs> Canada leaf, sure. That was scary when she didn't have the leaf on the other side of the portal. Yeah. That was um, really scary. The, the I really don't like when characters go off the map. I really don't like being off the map. I don't know if you if they have the pictures in the they have the pictures in the book you were reading. It was a paperback copy. Oh, they so had... they did show the foil leaf. No, no. I had maps and that was it. I was pretty sure that they... All I had was maps. There were illustrations that I missed out on? Yeah, that's unfortunate that they... Oh man, I'm going back to the library as soon as we get off the phone. Oh my god. Yeah. I have to um... see them. I should, I'm, I'm sure I could just get, find them online, sure. So that's that's the what they show, uh, I think, in the chapter... <laughs> Where they enter the ways, so okay. that's that's the trefoil leaf. Oh yeah. Uh, oh oh, is this okay? So there were little small illustrations on each chapter. Yeah. Do you want to know what? And it, this is this is kind of funny because I almost had this exact conversation with Doug and um when. I, on one of the clan books we were talking about, that like these kind of little pieces of art, my my as I'm reading, my mind just sees them as like page breaks, and I just like flow right over them. 
So I didn't yeah. I didn't even absorb any of these little some of them I might have kind of noticed once or twice, but I really bit I definitely didn't absorb them or look at them particularly as like something to do with the chapter. So okay, I know what you're talking they about. Also, they also had symbols the symbols for the different clans of Trollocs. Yes. I don't think they had every symbol for them, but I know that they had a few. They use a few. I noticed some of that, yeah. Yeah. Um. Good morning to Jasper. Yeah. He's Hi, a, Jasper. Be happy boy right now. Good. That's all. So am I. <laughs> it's good to be happy this early in the morning. All right. So we got Rand, the Dragon Reborn. The next hobbit is Perrin, the Druid. You know what? The four hobbits, I don't have them. I don't know which hobbit they are because hobbits are hobbits, kind of. True. I don't. I would say, I would say that probably Matt bets best fits Frodo at this point. He has okay the, the reluctance. He has the item of corrupting evil. Yeah, that's right. He sure does. Yeah. Okay. Matt is a pretty. Is that's a Frodo candidate? Yeah. I can't. I can't think of anyone that would fit up uh, uh, Sam, Samwise. Oh, Perrin's got to uh, be Sam, right? Perrin's big and thick and dependable. I guess, in a way. but That makes Egwin Pippin. Brother, which I and that's a, little, that's a little bit more uh, intense than Sam got. <laughs> yeah, that's Sam true. Sam was not the kind to, you know, uh, chop through thousands of monstrous trees and the evil of the blight. <laughs> I also, I don't recall Samwise Gamgee ever murdering anybody with an axe. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> in, a, in a violent so, rage. Yeah, right. <laughs> Surrounded by wolves and glowing yellow eyes. So Perrin might be my favorite. Perrin might be my favorite character. I I have to say Perrin is consistently my favorite throughout the entire series. Um, I'm, s- I'm so glad that he's yeah. not the kind of guy that would murder his own wife. Yes. I'm so glad that he's not that. If something like that happens, I'm oh, going to be oh. real upset. If something like that happens, I'll be real sad. <laughs> like, the, like, it's so, so important that that, like, his character, the way that it's made from the start sure. to the very end. And it's just that opening sequence of him killing her yeah. ruins everything. His entire character I can't, from start I, to finish. I was like, how could you possibly... Everything about his character development is so, so important. Like, And you just tossed it out the window like uh, uh, Perrin is my guy that's the last one that's the last TV show talk who cares what they did and that was my fault too that was my fault I I, I brought it up what the fuck <laughs> yes. well, but I'm so we'll glad that he's not and we'll get to book three and you'll love Perrin even more and we'll get to book five and you'll love Perrin even more and we'll get to book Eight, and you'll have Perrin even more, and 
we'll get to the last book and you'll love Perrin even more and your mind will be blown. So you like Matt. That's, that's the story of Perrin. That's Perrin's <laughs> that's Perrin's character arc. That's that's the arc of my opinion of Perrin. <laughs> that was that was my experience with Perrin. Okay, good. Personally, so I think he's a cool and guy. There's a lot of cool stuff that he does in, in book two, but it's um it's slight character building for him. Book two is more focused on Rand and Matt uh and uh Egwene and Nine Eve. Okay. And Varen. Varen's another one that Yeah, Varen, you'll meet her soon. Okay. Okay. So your guy is I, Matt. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My my favorite... I, I say my favorite character is Perrin, but my favorite character is also Matt. My favorite character is also um, Min, and my favorite character is also... I definitely like Min. <laughs> Min has definitely caught my attention, and, and Elias. Those two are the characters I'm hoping to see. Elias is also my favorite character. Okay, cool, cool. I'm into that. <laughs> yes uh yeah we we won't see elias for quite some time um but he's okay he's i mean that's all right i like really that. important yeah one druid is enough for a while what um uh, yeah i guess i mean matt i really oh, green man <laughs> sorry the green man is cool that is the definitely... Green Man was really amazing, and uh, I can't wait to see him again. Oh, that's interesting. I uh, I definitely was picturing uh, a creature from Warcraft. Uh, um, oh, did anything just happen? Did anything strange just happen? What do you mean? Uh, there was a buzz, like a... Like... Oh, I accidentally tapped a soda can maybe that created some weird weird yeah if the fbi or some criminal government agent is listening to us uh we're we're just talking about stupid dragon novels (laughs) i don't know (laughs) just in case i I, here today (laughs) i may have talked about somebody murdering someone with an axe yeah we're not vampires (laughs) for we're it's a it's a role-playing game dumbass Anyway, uh, yeah, so Matt is very interesting. I'm very interested in Matt's arc. Like, I feel like, I mean, obviously there's going to be stuff that I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like Matt right now is the seat of mystery. Not the seat of mystery, but, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen. The symbiote could not be removed safely. Yeah, so interesting thing. There's a lot of crawleries with uh god mythology um and uh i would say in a lot of ways uh matt embodies loki okay okay there's a lot of scandinavian stuff getting thrown around so sure yeah and there's a lot of ways that perrin embodies thor all right i don't and know if mythological thor was having yellow eyes but 
I think he does well, in the movie. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. where I was just going. I can in picture Thor of, having lit it, yellow eyes lit up. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> totally totally off topic. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It, so I would say Matt is Loki. I would say Matt is Thor. I would say Matt is Odin. I would say that Perrin is <laughs> Thor. Perrin is Loki, and Perrin is. Um, Hephaestus. Oh, uh, I would say. oh, okay, okay. Rand is Zeus. Rand is Odin. Rand is uh, the Poseidon. Poseidon. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, that's an interesting one to throw around. Yeah. Which Which one is Egwin? Uh, Athena. Okay. Athena and Athena uh, came out of a man's skull. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. that's cool. <laughs> she doesn't let anyone ever forget it. She's so right. smart. That's so right. Yeah. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's also uh I'm so smart. I'm basically a brain that turned into a whole <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I mean because it's weird because he ate her. Zeus fucking swallowed her when she was born because he was like an asshole. Yeah. And then she like crawled up into his brain because she was so smart. This is not something Egwin did. The things I'm saying do not happen in this book, if anyone's getting confused. That's a theme. As we know. <laughs> really, I mean, I am fascinated with Zeus and the weird shit and antics that went on with him and his members of his family eating children and or him being eaten and vomited up. Anyway... Greek mythology is fucked. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. All, all mythology is pretty fucked. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in our deep culture. Yeah. So you uh, like Egwin? I, I think she's Pippin. Perrin, Peregrine Took, is that Pippin? Yeah. Yeah, she's Pippin. I... She's the worst one. I guess. <laughs> I feel like she's more of a Legolas. Oh, okay. Oh, Just okay. Because of the arrogance, like so, sure. so arrogant. Like she definitely is very skilled because you know, lighting a fire on her own, like Warren said, like could have just killed herself. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to channel the power, but she didn't. She figured it out on her own. She's definitely very smart. She's also ridiculously full of herself. Yeah, she and is. I hate her so much. She is she by is nature so... correct. And everyone should understand if they're going to talk to her <laughs> that she is correct. <laughs> it's ridiculous for anyone to think that a contrary opinion could possibly be correct. Because she understands. Oh. I mean, she's, you know, people like that. Yeah, I I, I, feel, I I behave like that sometimes. So, so this is this is the thing. Her character arc is that no matter how much she learns or how much she changes, that is always who she is. Right. Never, right. never learns to not be. Yo, I never. I really I really know people like that. Like that's I. I cried when she died, but I hate her oh, so no. much. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, 
Oh dear. Okay. Wow. Oh dear. I'm not worried about you remembering that because at this point, that's three or four years down the road that we're going <laughs> to get to anything. <laughs> we'll, okay, we'll see. We've I, um, talked about some stuff near the end that you yeah, might have forgotten or not. I'm so. trying to. There are things I, 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 I honestly feel this might be. I don't know if this sounds like an insane thing to say, but I do feel like in my old age, I am more in control of what my brain actually writes down and what just kind of gets sifted out. Almost kind of what I was talking about, just kind of absorbing dream sequences instead of really committing anything that happened to the actual timeline. Yeah. I'm also high a lot of the time these days. So <laughs> whether or not that has something to do with it, really this, these, this past week or so, anyway, let's not, you know, let's not celebrate my intoxication. Egwene, the thing about Egwene and the thing about a character that's so annoying that reminds you of characters, that reminds you of people that you know in real life, and this is exactly the kind of thing that I say about Stephen King characters, is that, that that's, what, that's what makes them feel real, and it's what makes them feel fun separately from that, and also together. Like, yes. it makes them feel real in, an, in a way that's fun to engage with, and it's also just fun to watch a horrible character being an asshole. And yeah. it's also just, and and just a realistic character is fun asshole. for a variety of reasons. Sorry. Or just to watch a, a good character be an asshole. Like, right. Yeah. There's <laughs> going to be plenty of that going around. So good people. <laughs> there is a fair amount of assholery getting, getting, there's a fair amount of shade getting thrown around between these characters basically all the time. Maybe especially yeah. from Nynaeve, a.k.a. Gimli. Yep. <laughs> Nynaeve seems the most down-to-earth, like Gimli, who lives under the earth. Yeah. Who, was, who did we decide that Loyal was? Aragorn, because I forgot, I forgot about Aragorn. Uh, Nynaeve, I guess, would have been... A, Miami Aragorn, because right, he's okay. you know, the king of men, and he is truly, yeah, he is the king that might return. But I mean, yeah, they want him to return, even though he has no kingdom. Yeah, it has fallen. The Borderlands will follow him when he goes to the Blight, when he goes to war with the Blight, and flies his golden crane banner. Yep. Golden now, crane. it occurs to me that a crane and a heron are really similar animals. Right? And if I was <laughs> going to make a very small symbol of one, but I, also, but I also may have read somewhere on the internet, because I had this thought, I may have read that the heron mark is a mark of an Isleman warrior. No. Oh, that, that was incorrect? The... The Huron marked sword is the mark of a blade master. Oh, okay. I think for some reason it was, mentioned, it was mentioned in the book, or maybe it's just because I thought that he came. You know, his mother was an Isleman, and I thought maybe it yeah. was. Her. Okay, okay, never mind. Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought that Nynaeve did an accidental lightning bolt. 
Uh, which part? Well, there's a lot of. It's around the time that Rand does an accidental an accidental lightning bolt, oh, and it's yes. when Nynaeve is yeah. on the edge of because there's a lot of writing in this book where someone is like panicking and saying, "I hope something is like close to panic," and hoping or waiting for a sign or hoping something happens. You know, the way it's written when Rand does it, which is kind of a spoiler. Yeah. But at this point, if you're listening to this, we've talked about everything, but. Yeah. It's a very similarly written part where Nynaeve is like crouching by the horses and waiting for something to happen uh, outside the camp with the, the White Cloak guys. Yeah. Um, I guess it's possible, but also uh, just because of things about her that we'll learn about pretty quickly here in the second book i don't think so i don't okay. think that it's it's her and, and it's also uh i feel like she's going to be a very powerful sorceress yeah. and that that might be from the tv show that might be from a part of the show i saw um maureen also mentions it she mentions that okay yeah Elfine is one of the greatest talents you know of the current age and that nynaeve has the potential to outshine her Okay, okay, good. Okay, okay. So so that is something I picked up from maybe both places. Yeah. Because she does, in a scene, in a scene, oh my god, this is the last time, but in a scene that is not in the book at all, Nynaeve <laughs> jumps in and saves everybody with a big, like, wind blast. Uh, oh. Blasts all the bad guys away in the middle of something. Okay. Forget about the show. Nynaeve is cool. She's a tracker. She can track. <laughs> She tracks them all the way to Berlon. She is, yeah. Good for her. And she's mad as hell. Nynaeve's great. Oh, yeah. She's one of my, Perrin and Nynaeve are two of my faves. Yeah, Nynaeve has a really good character progression. And right. like even from the start, like like you said, like you didn't really like her when she first showed up. You were like, I don't like the way that she's... Yeah, she's, know, she's annoying. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. 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 All but, of these characters like, are annoying characters. They all are. They all have annoying things they say and do. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been saying, like that makes them real. You know, you know people really? like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It re- This is really just a great, fun adventure book. Standalone yeah. or, you know, we'll see what I have to say about the rest of the series. Yeah. Um... What do you think about wizards? Uh, in general, or? Well, I'm going to ask you how you feel. I don't like Moraine from the start because I have never trusted a wizard, not even Gandalf. That's fair. Wizards I, uh... are sneaky, in my opinion, I've always found. Yes. Well, wizards will always tell you the truth. It just might not be the truth that you think it is. That's an interesting way to put it. That's the way that uh, Pam explained it to Rand very early on. Is that in this book? Yeah. Yeah, very early on, like in the village, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When Rand had to leave, Tam said, you know, be careful of be careful of her because right. I, I will always tell the truth. It just might not be the truth that you think it is. We see that fairly often, where she's very evasive, and yeah. 
it seems like she might be giving a straight answer, but she's really not. <laughs> she gives me a sneaky vibe. I don't like her sneaky vibe, yeah. Um, I do and I don't, because she does use it a lot for the benefit of uh, Rand, but also she uses it a lot for her own benefit. So, like, I especially at, at the end there when... You know, nobody but uh, Egwene Nynaeve knew that he was the dragon, and they asked, you know, what what happened, and like she she just kind of gave a very pointed, vague answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I don't, I could be wrong. Well, I'm going to ask you. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't recall her specifically explaining in this book that she is actually unable to lie or kill people. She does not. Okay. That's not official in this standalone book. Kind of. Or, I, I mean, mean, it might, it does, might be part of the mechanic. He might, but... I don't yeah. think it's said. She doesn't specifically avoid killing people or doing things that um, are likely to cause anyone to die. Right. Aside from very blatantly killing, you know, dozens and hundreds of Trollocs and Fades. So, so clearly, oh, so clearly, there is a line where you are a yes. people or you are a monster of the Dark One. Mm-hmm. So it does like it never mechanically it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because and all right, this is the last time. Because in the show they have to have a whole scene where she explains it to Eggwin. Exactly. I, I'm you know a nice and I may never talk Okay, so that's it. We will never talk about the show again starting now. Okay. It's going to come up. I know it is. Until we, until we get through book two, probably it's going to keep, there's going to be things that keep coming up. Right. And even so we'll up, pop up again when we reach like book three. God but we'll damn. talk about it. We'll talk about it briefly. Slowly we'll just phase it out until we get to the end of the series and we talk about it one final time. God damn you, Amazon. God damn you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> God damn you, anyhow, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, so we so talked a little bit about Lan. Lan is a cool character. He is Very a lot cool like Aragorn. Character. Does fall in love with Gimli as yeah, Aragorn. which is what Aragorn did. Yeah, so that, that works out <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, did they have a cute little scene and Naive was sad? That's right. Um, he's sad sometimes. He's mad sometimes. No, the only times that he shows big emotion is dealing with Nynaeve. Yeah, and we have not. And he is. And right now, he's the only warder that we've met. Well, that we that it, has really talked about being a warder. I think. Yeah. I think that someone did mention that Elias was a warder in this book. Yeah, it is very brief. Mention. Very briefly. Yeah. So when are we going to see Tom Marilyn again? Book three. Okay. That wow. Okay. 
a little break, no. No, a little no, no. vacation we, for old Tom. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will see him again briefly uh, in book two here. Great. I I like. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm going to focus on Vampire the next few days. I'm probably, I'm going to start reading this and we'll see what my pace is like, but I'm going to start this on Sunday. Okay. I'm so excited to get into it. I'm like, I'm so excited that there's like, yeah, I, I hope I that, that we start with two, with two chapters a day. If you can, if you can manage it that first day, you How? need to take it a little or you can, but I don't like that. This is what I was saying. Like, Getting through the first half of the first book can be kind of a slog. Like going slow is definitely like something that you're gonna do. But like once it picks up the pace, it just it pulls you in and keeps you, you know, trying to keep pace with it and go fast. And like it, the whole series kind of is like that in a lot of ways. So the same thing with the like from the start of book two, you're already coming off of that pace from the first book where you're like, okay, you know, we've, we've got a bunch of stuff that had just happened and like, I need to know more about it. And it gives you more and gives you, you know, some level of action just from the start, just builds and builds and builds. How, um, as far as like book by book, how like, episodic would you say the series is like how 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 much is each book like one whole story that also you know becomes part of a series uh the first book is the only one that really does it really um, okay the rest of them I, are I mean, all just like here we go uh there there is a focal point for each book okay it's not it's not like completely um standalone yeah it's not it's not uh disconnected sure it's right it's the great hunt we already know what the great hunt is it's been mentioned but obviously there's no point to really have the great hunt um so uh in the first few chapters we'll see why it's called the great hunt um yeah, but, I bet it has to do with that horn they found. Yeah. <laughs> one of the weird. The grave is no bar to my call. Ah, okay. Ooh, old tongue. Huh? How do you like the old tongue? How do you like Matt and the old tongue? I love Matt speaking in tongues. Yes. I love him glossolaloing all over the place. For the honor of the Red Eagle. I like that. Yeah, I like him being descended. I like him being descended from ancient kings and being corrupted by ancient tentacle monsters. Yep. Yeah, I like Matt. I'm interested in Matt. I like Perrin and Nynaeve. I love, I love, I love Matt's arc. Matt is such a good character. Ugh. (laughs) Let me ask you this. On a scale of the picture on the cover of The Great Hunt to the picture I posted from Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, where is your image of loyal in your head? 
Uh, closer to the Lords of Shadow, definitely. Okay. Does it ever talk about him having horns? Because I feel like I no. was, I was picturing, I didn't know it, but I was picturing exactly oh. this creature. So, so funny enough, like I had vague thoughts of that, but it didn't specifically mention horns anywhere. Sure. But okay. The reason for that, I think, is the only Trolloc that we get a very vivid description of is in the very beginning yeah. when Rand is in his kitchen, in his house, yeah. and it's there's a goat Trolloc that right, you know, comes after him. So the only description that we get, like vivid description of a Trolloc, is one with horns. Okay. So when they immediately think of Loyal as a Trolloc, that <clears throat> image of horns is there because that's the you know, description that we've been given. The vivid description. What is the one source? Uh, the one source is the true power. The true source is the one power. Okay. That way. Right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's very important that it's that way around. You'll see why eventually. Cool. Yes. The one power is has two parts. That's funny. <laughs> Male half and the female half. Side R and side in. Yeah, and one uh, is a dragon's fang and one is a rising flame. Is that correct? Something like that. There's a symbol yeah. of the two halves yeah. together, like it's a yin yang. The old symbol of the Aes Sedai with the flame of Tarvalon and the dragon's fang. I I think they did a picture of that at some point. Essentially, it's just the yin yang. Man, I can't which, believe now the book is at my dad's house. That's fine. I'm sure. I feel like I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll show up again in chapters. I'm gonna look it, at every little tiny picture in the book that I have now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I am. <laughs> The this one is... thing that I think we never get that I'm really sad is um, <clears throat> has to do with Matt's character, and it's very core to Matt's character, and it's described a lot, but we never get a full depiction of it, which I hate, but also it's fine. And <laughs> just one more Matt, more Matt, all the time. Sure, everything. Fair I want Matt's Matt's life story <laughs> so is this the end of life <laughs> wow he must be Perrin, a cool guy ends pretty well uh, I, I'm happy with where Perrin ends up I know generally how his life is gonna go did something happen 3,000 years ago that caused the Sidane side to become corrupt is there something wrong with the male side did it get fucked up yes and that was part um, of the or, yeah, and that's that's why Luz Theron went crazy. That's was, that's kind of, they mention it briefly. I don't think they go into detail about it. Um, about why, like they talk about how, you know, the the male half was tainted and that was that caused the breaking, but they didn't really go into detail about how and why and what all of that was. Was Louis a nice to die? Yes. Okay. They, that was, I think that was part of the That, that chapter about him? Yeah. 
Yeah, he held the rods of dominion. He uh... okay, and he broke the world three thousand years ago. Yeah. What a dick! Yeah. Was he the first dragon, or was he also the dragon reborn? He was the dragon. He was the dragon, and he fucked everything dragon. up. And is that is he the reason there's a blight and a and a radioactive the desert? Is, the blight is specifically the dark one. And so, and the dark one is not Louis Thoreau. No, he, okay. no. But Louis was a puppet. Louis was the man who caused. Did he cause the corruption, or he received it? And I don't know why I'm trying to get the the real background yeah. laid down, but. Well, he, we'll we'll get it. We'll we will. Okay. Or full picture. He broke the world. This, yeah, this book or the next book. Yeah, he. I think he had a pretty good reason to break the world. I think. If you if you go crazy and kill the woman you love and then you and the rest of your family get a moment of clarity and realize that you're the one who killed her. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And all of your children. <laughs> you might you might feel some type of way. And by but so also so by breaking the world while the world was being broken, at some point some people locked away the dark one. In shallow ghoul, where the blight is creeping out yes. from. Yes. Also, the Forsaken, his servants at the time, were locked away. Yes. Two of them escape, and one of them is scary. That's almost a thing, like a scary baby face mask. That's almost a trope, right? Yes. On like, on like a big scary night. I feel like it must be in Berserk. I feel like it might be in Seven Deadly Sins. Someone with like a like nice friendly mask. Common, yeah. It's a common thing, yeah. It's just a common trope in general. The two Forsaken Never guys are pretty cool. Yeah, right. What was that? Uh the two Forsaken guys are cool. Yes. They're very creepy and very uh obviously evil. Which Pickle did say that he doesn't really like the good versus evil. The so obviousness also, of it, yeah. But in a way, it's not so much like strictly pure good because of the fact that the the male half of the true source is tainted, right? Yeah. So it's not pure good because he's going to go crazy. He's, you know, ostensibly he's going to go crazy. He's going to kill people close to him, you know. So It's almost like absolute book, power is not pure good or also, pure evil. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> In, in a lot of ways, it is pure evil, but I don't feel like it's pure good that's fighting against pure evil. Sure. If that makes sense. And, and like, even even though, like, the taint hasn't really come into play, like, just the fact that everyone is scared of or hates male channelers is, is enough to make it not a pure good at this point, you know? Right. And that, Whoever whoever is the Dragon Reborn is not somebody that anyone is happy to, <laughs> to see. <laughs> he is not a shining paragon of, of the light. Sure, yeah, exactly. You might read the light, but he is no paragon. It's going to be fun to see, yeah, it's going to be fun to see what happens to all of these wackos with their various blessings of light and darkness. Mm -hmm. I'm jazzed. 
I think this was really cool. I give this book a, a, a nine out of ten. Not that I've ever rated anything on any kind of scale, but uh, if we're starting now, I, I, I like this is exactly. Yeah, I give it. I give it an eleven. Turn it up to eleven. I love even just I and I've said this before. I love looking at these covers and like imagining them on the wall at like the Walden Books in the nineties. Like I just like this is, this is a whole vibe for me, and this is exactly the same reason we're doing vampire the masquerade i'm so this is awesome yep i love it so yeah i think i'm probably yeah. gonna read the first chapter at least the first chapter today yeah you can and obviously you start whenever you want and i mean if you want to if you want to so like get started on the if you want to rip part. into it and challenge me to keep up with you i will like I'll, i don't have to i'm done with like school and the maze runner and shit so like i don't have to be doing other stuff or i mean i got you know i'm yeah. gonna i could have think i got stuff to do but like my time that i can sit around and read is considerably larger for the next three months so let's yes. read some books let's go to the library yeah, this is fucking awesome month or two yeah, yeah yeah uh i mean that last one i think was i think we read the i think i read the first one in maybe less than two months maybe it was about two months but this one, I think, will be more than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, less time, faster. Yes, more as in fast, more fast. I think this one, yes, yes, more, so, more less, more lessliness. Yes, more lessliness. Exactly. That's what. That's that will be our goal this summer. More lessliness. Any thoughts overall? Any? I mean, I already asked you what you think about Eye of the World, but. Yeah, what do you have to say about this whole book? It's not my favorite book in the series, but it's the favorite my favorite start to a series. To my favorite series. <laughs> it's your favorite start to your favorite series. Yes. That's perfect. All right. Well, before I talk to you about vampire stuff, which I don't think we have too much, but um uh uh, let me say thank you so much for talking to me about uh, Eye of the World and having a book club. And that was our that was our overview of the characters and the world and uh, what's going on. And we're going to read this. But yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying thank you and goodbye. And then I just keep talking. It's it, this is very exciting times. I've been just I've been jazzed. All the time. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very invigorating. Yeah, so that was it. That was Eye of the World. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this. Yeah, I've already begun. We've already begun book two, which is about hunting for horns or something. <laughs> Rand's in trouble at the anyway. Uh, yeah, getting caught up in stuff. Gonna put out the episode with Michelle about Nightmare on Elm Street. Three Dream Warriors tomorrow, and then Thursday will be Clan Book Zimish with Saint. There may be some other stuff. Obviously, I will be around and talking about vampires and books and all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, go check out koyadk.tv and get a link to my Discord where you can talk to us about all that stuff. Uh, Etsy, buy some soap for me, Patreon. 
all kinds of stuff, all my social links and all my garbage, and I really got to update that and all the things going on here. Really, I got I'm putting together a summer schedule. Enough of this. I got to stop. Yeah, I need to. Well, I've been smoking a lot. I'll smoke a little less. I'll organize some stuff. Thanks for being here, and uh, we're let's have let's have Flyacity play us out today. Talk to y'all soon.